VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music and lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to Fitness Disrupted, a production of iHeartRadio. I am Tom Holland, and this is Fitness Disrupted. All right, I have uh, I've interviewed some pretty amazing athletes on this show. Dean Karnazes, one of them, ultramarathon man, really put ultras on the map. He was the one who did 50 marathons in 50 states in 50 days, and so many other things as well. But this guy... Well, that sounds horrible. <laughs> sounds like diminishing what Dean did. Uh, incredible. But, you know, I always say, uh, listen, I've done a lot of events. There's always so many people who have done more. And that's fine. It's not a competition. But this guy, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know of anyone personally who's kind of achieved what this guy has and continues to which is just so amazing. And here's what's really special about this podcast is I'm going to give him a call as he's running across the United States as we speak and see if we can interview him. He knows I'm calling, by the way. I'm not, I'm not like, I found your phone number. I'm just going to give you a call. No, but, you know, there's um, cell issues and things like that. So we'll see. If it doesn't work the first time, I, I will do it again. All right. But I'm talking about Michael Wardian. And what I love is that having been in this industry for so long, I, I have an experience with Michael from many years ago, 2010. 2010, I was doing more TV stuff and a bunch of TV with a channel in Hartford, Connecticut. And they asked me to be a correspondent at the finish line of the Hartford Marathon. So cool. First time I'd ever done live TV like that. I've done a lot of live TV, but not at an event, not at a marathon, not like all day at a finish line myself. And one of their 
real correspondence. They brought me in. I had done um, some fitness segments for them, but they brought me in uh, with someone else, and it was amazing. So spent the whole day, beautiful day, uh, talking about the marathon as it was going on, uh, standing at the finish line, and then interviewing. There was a half and a full marathon, um, and there's other great stories from that, but Michael Wardian won. He won in 2010, and he did this six days after running a marathon in 221. Okay, so you go, oh, that's crazy. But there's so much more, so much more. So I did meet him for about 90 seconds or so. I'm sure he doesn't remember, but that was my first, I think my first real kind of getting to know him as far as who he was. And then as I got to know his story more and more, it's just absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. He holds, <laughs> well, let me say this. He's probably one of the world's best ultra runners, okay? If you just pick an event, name an event, a race or something, and the chances are that he's not only done it, but probably done it a handful of times and won it, okay? He like competes all over the world, seemingly every weekend, marathons, ultra marathons, and he doesn't just finish, like he finishes fast. He's raced at the U.S. Olympic trials. He owns numerous world records, Guinness world records. He holds the Guinness world record for the fastest marathon run in Antarctica, a 254.54. He did that on January 23rd, 2017. And that run is believed to be the only sub three hour marathon run on the ice covered continent. Amazing. But I'm going to give you so much more. Okay. This was, by the way, that, that run was the first leg of his World Marathon Challenge, which was seven marathons on seven continents in seven days. So Dean did 50 marathons, 50 states, 50 days. Incredible. Uh, uh, this was, for Michael, the first marathon, 254-54, of seven done in seven days on seven continents. He holds the fastest cumulative time for that at 19 hours, 21 minutes and 36 seconds uh, averaging, he averaged 245, 57 per marathon. So some of you might not understand how fast that is. It's ridiculous. Seven days, an average, seven marathons, seven days at that, that pace. Insane. This is what I loved, though, back when I interviewed him at the marathon. This came out that he had held, I think someone broke it, but he had previously held the record for the fastest marathon pushing a stroller. He was pushing his 10-month-old son, Pierce, at the Frederick Marathon in 2007. He ran a 242. Has anyone pushed their kid in a stroller and run? I tried it once. There's a four on the fourth in my hometown. Four on the fourth, July hot, out and back, kind of hilly <laughs> for the first two miles, turn around, come back. My son was a little older than 10 months at the time. I made him get out <laughs> and walk the hill. It's hard. And Michael ran, pushing his son, a 242. <sighs> crazy, crazy. In 2020, I love this. And I heard about this at the time. So COVID happened, races are shut down, right? So what does Michael do? He wins the quarantine backyard ultra. This is going to blow your mind. For those of you who don't know what a backyard ultra is, the general rule is you run 4.1 miles every hour on the hour. So if you run 10-minute miles, you got 20, a little less than 20 minutes to rest. Whatever time you have left over, that's your rest time. And then when the hour starts, you got to do it again. What did Michael do? 
he ran 262.5 miles, 63 laps around his neighborhood in Arlington, Virginia. Uh, Insane. Uh, I'm sure the number has changed, but he has run over 300 marathons, over 100, 100 ultra marathons. His achievements, uh, so many, but if you want to start to rank them, he was first again in that quarantine backyard ultra, 262 miles. He was second at the 100K World Championships, third at the Marathon de Sable, which is a stage race through the Sahara Desert, self-supported. And he has the fastest known time, also known as FKT in the ultra world, for the Israel National Trail, which is running across the entire country of Israel. And he did that in 10 days. Ridiculously nice guy. So accessible. Loves what he does. Has a full-time job. But my point is that when you think you can't achieve something, here's an example of what the human body can do. And by no means do I ever want to run 262 miles in a 4.1-mile loop, 63 laps. But it shows us what we can do. The power of not only the body, but the mind. I know that he wanted to quit. I read an article, press release about how during that ultra, he wanted to quit. And his wife said, why? And he said, I'm tired. And she said, it's not a good enough reason. (laughs) And he kept doing it. And he won. He's married to someone like I am. Anyway, enough. Let's, Let's see if we can get him on the phone. All right, quick break. When we come back, Michael Wardian currently, as I speak, running across the United States. All right, we'll be right back. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. 
Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. And we are back. Uh, It's never easy, but I have on the line Michael Wardian. Michael, thank you so much. Where are you as we speak? Uh, It's amazing. I just crossed from Nevada into Utah. So I'm... uh, I mean, I'm nowhere. Uh, I'm I'm 88 miles from the next services. So I'm on the Nevada-Utah border just um, coming out of a place called Ely. Amazing. So I am, thanks to the power of fitness technology, you have a Garmin device that you're wearing where people can track you. I'm going to put that in, in the notes so people can do that as well. Did you, but it looks like you started running super early. How many miles are you in right now? Um, I'm about 19 miles in. Oh my gosh. What time did uh, you start? 50 mile day. Yeah. Uh, we started, well, it's weird because we just changed time zones also. So we went from Pacific time to mountain time. I got it. So I, st- I started at seven mountain time, six Pacific time. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So, so just explain to people again, I, I already did an intro. I threw to a commercial. This is the first time I've ever done an interview like this, Michael. And again, thank you so much for, for uh, making it happen. Um, so tell people what you're doing. Uh, so I'm running across the United States along route 50 to raise money for clean water for a charity called world vision. So, the goal is to raise $100,000, and we're about $22,000 towards that goal. So um, making progress, and hopefully the more people that hear about it, the more people that are interested in donating and, and changing lives. Awesome. And we're going to put the, that World Vision uh, in the notes as well so people can see that, Michael, and and donate, um, which is it's just incredible. And this is the first time you've done this. Yes. I just want to make sure I've done my research right. <laughs> uh, the first time that I've uh, run across the country? Yes. Or... Yes. Okay. Uh, I ran across Israel a couple of years ago, um, but that was uh, quite a bit smaller. So that was... Uh, a thousand kilometers, like 600 miles in 10 days. So this is, this is a, a bigger project. This is the one. And <laughs> much I, bigger project. I watched you yesterday. Uh, you climbed, wh- where did you start? You ended up at what, like 7,000 feet and you were using the poles and everything. Um, yep. that, that looked like a tough day. Yeah, it was. I had two 7,500, uh, actually, sorry, two summits or three summits yesterday. One was 7,100 and one was 7,500. Oh my gosh. So yeah, it was a, it was a big day. And I ended up at a place called Sacramento Pass. <laughs> and just so people can know, <laughs> we hear the cars going by you, Michael. Is there a SAG? You have a, is the RV behind you or, or explain to people how you do this with your crew? Oh yeah. So um, I have uh, my dad here also, which is another part of the, the journey. And the project's called Running Home actually, because I live on Route 50 in Virginia, um, and so what happens is they'll, they'll go up. Um, it's funny, it's changed over the course of the weeks, but at first it was like 10 miles, and, and as I've gotten more tired and it's gotten hotter, it's more like five miles, <laughs> so they'll, they'll aid me, give me some ice and water and stuff, and then drive five miles ahead, and, and then I'll meet them up and if I need to stop, I will. And we just keep doing that until I'm done with 50, with 50 miles. 
and I, I got to tell people, Michael, because I've been following you on Instagram uh, and, you know, reading the stories you post every day. So we'll put that in the notes as well so people can follow you there. Uh, did I read correctly that the other day you had like four people stop and ask if you needed a ride? Yes. Yeah. Going. <laughs> it, there was a snowstorm, actually, oh. uh, as I was running into Ely. And uh, yeah, four people stopped and. <laughs> One lady reprimanded me for not having the proper attire on because I had <laughs> running shorts on and, and uh, was, you know, just running with, with actually a, a lady from the local council who was really cool. So oh that was gosh. that was pretty awesome. Oh, my gosh. So while I have you people, you know, what do you let's start with breakfast. So how do you fuel up? What, what do you is your you must have a go to thing every day? Pretty much. What's what's the what's the before run fueling up plan? Uh, so I, uh, I'm working with a company called Stoked Oat. So it's oatmeal. Um, so uh, I have some oatmeal, usually 45 minutes before running or so. And then uh, I'm trying to replace like five to 7,000 calories every day. So basically every time I stop, I try to cram in as much food as I can. And are you taking stuff? I assume you're wearing the vest and, and taking stuff in as you go, or are you just waiting till the, to the pit stops? No, no, no. I well, sometimes I have a vest. All the time I have a waist pack, so I uh, have like a Nathan Pinnacle waist pack with like my spot tracker. It's like the Garmin Inreach. Sure. And then I have uh, my phone and some headphones and a little bit of money. And then I'm I'm running with a Speedmax um, hydration bottle. Okay. Uh, but then sometimes I'm also wearing a vest. Today I'm going with no vest just to give my shoulders a break. And what what's your did you have a calorie per hour that you're shooting for 300 whatever it might be? Uh, not really, um, because it sometimes it's just hard to eat. Sure. Um, so it's sometimes it's just easier because I'm going to see aid so often. I'll just take in liquid calories along the way. And then I always have like a snack with me, like some applesauce or a goo or something if I really need it. And then uh, I'll just eat a sandwich or something when I get to the RV. <laughs> right. And what, what about when you're done? Are you just like, you must be starving? Do you have a post-run kind of ritual that you have food-wise, hydration-wise? Um, yeah, I just try to eat... As, literally as much as possible um, <laughs> each night. Like last night I had a salad with, and I usually don't have dressing with my salad, but I had the most calorie dense Italian dressing. Uh, and I think I may have even put extra olive oil on it and salt and then pasta and then some French fries. <laughs> and I'm a vegetarian also. So like, um, yeah, it's just, yeah, what else did I have? Oh, oh, chips and salsa, but the chips and salsa were not good at the place where we had them. So, <laughs> but anything and anything you can get your hands on, anything and everything, right? Just to you got to refuel and, and yeah, get ready and, for the next. And day. I'm eating a lot of, like I work with a company called Big Spin Roasters, and I'm eating tons of nut butter throughout the day, also. So I'll just come in and just <laughs> take a spoon and just put it right in the jar and just, <laughs> just. <laughs> Eat it, eat it straight, basically. 
I love it. And I'm it. like, oh, that was just 600 calories, you know? Such an easy, awesome. quick way, right? Yeah, I wa- and people are so interested, right, in, in how you do it and what you fuel yourself with. And how are you passing the time? I kind of know from following you, but tell people what you're doing. I know people are just jumping in with you and running, yes, and then you're doing different things to kind of get you through. Yeah, yeah, definitely there's people. When I get near towns, it's been really great. People have come out and run with me, and I hope that that continues. Um, and that's been really fun. And then when people aren't with me, I'm doing a lot of audiobooks. Um, some of the books that I didn't read in my youth. Um, right now, I'm reading Tale of Two Cities. I read a, a book called American Gods. I did some Moby Dick. <laughs> I got War and Peace. Um, right now, I just I just learned there's a Stephen King book about the highway I'm on called Desperation. So I just started that. Um, but it's all about Route 50 and you know, what happens along the, the loneliest highway. So, so, so a lot of light really reading. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then I do like podcasts and uh, music. And uh, also I, I, my friends, all, I'm lucky because I've worked with T-Mobile. So it's shockingly have really good service almost everywhere. So I've been able to like, just bore my friends. They're like, they'll just call me and we'll talk for like half an hour or whatever. And they're like, what are you doing? What mile are you on? Where are you? I mean, that's, it's incredible that you can, uh, can do that. And tell us, tell us some great stories so far. So you started on May 1st. Um, give us some like memorable experiences if you had up, up until now. Yeah. I mean, it's been, um, the whole thing's been pretty memorable. Like starting on May 1st, like I started at city hall in San Francisco with a big group of runners for the San Francisco marathon, which is like one of my favorite races. I've won both their marathon and ultra and they're good friends. So they had the group of runners come out and I'd say one of the most memorable things was running across San Francisco, putting my feet in the uh, Pacific ocean, um, having a big group there and then running across the golden gate bridge, um, meeting a bunch of friends in Sacramento was fantastic. Um, got to, got to go by Folsom prison and listen to like Johnny Cash. That was really <laughs> awesome. Nice. From there, uh, running through up to Placerville, which is like a uh, very famous for ultra running. That's where the Western States hundred miler finishes. So ran from there to Tahoe, which was uh, incredible. Ran, I think that day was around 7,500 feet of climbing. So it was a really really long day it was probably my longest day running wise as far as time uh but it was so beautiful coming into tahoe uh i actually set like a strava segment which was funny at like <laughs> mile 48 um so that was cool and then running from tahoe to um to nevada was one of the most incredible things like running across my first stayed on this journey was pretty special and then nevada was was really really cool like i was just shocked at how fast it is you know you it was like i was joking with someone it's like a outdoor treadmill like you just have these (laughs) magnificent mountains all around you but I, i was in nevada for i don't know i don't know if it's the longest of all the states i'll be in but it definitely is a big, big state. So 
Uh, and that was that was cool. We, we we finished in a place called Middlegate, which is like fifty or sixty miles from anywhere, and like had the most incredible meal and waitress and listened to live music. That was really cool. And then there's a tree where people throw their shoes. So like we got to we got to pretend to throw our shoes in the tree, which was neat. And then going through Ely was cool just to see what there's a huge copper mine there. It's like one of the biggest, I think, in the world or something. So to see, you know, what that looks like. And now I'm in Utah. So that's <laughs> that's kind of that's that's kind of it. No better and way then, to see the country, Michael. Most people won't do it your way, obviously, but and, and would say, <laughs> you know, driving it is challenging enough. Um, just yeah. incredible. So, and what are your, you're a veteran, you've been doing this like forever. Um, no one probably knows it better than you, but what are your physical challenges now? Like what, what crops up uh, running 50 miles a day for 60 plus days or whatever it is. What, what are the physical challenges you're experiencing? I mean, at the beginning, it was a lot of just fatigue. I feel like it's kind of interesting because each day I'm getting stronger and fitter but I'm also taking body blows the whole time from the distance and the feet and the terrain. So right. it's like a very interesting balance. I'd say the biggest things I'm trying to be super mindful is I've got some pretty severe sunburn yesterday for some reason. So I'm being really mindful to make sure I use the sunscreen and, and then uh, blisters, like just trying to make sure that little hot spots don't become a blister um, and you know, I'm, I work with Jinji, which are toe socks. So they've worked really well to minimize friction. And so right now I, I feel pretty happy, you know, just have some KT tape on where, where things could become a problem, but right now everything's good. That's great. And by the way, every time a car goes by you, I get nervous. <laughs> I'm sure people who are, <laughs> who are listening are going to, well, I will tell you, I will tell you the shoulder in. Nevada is about three feet wider than in Utah. So Utah saved a lot of money on their shoulders. <laughs> so you're not as happy as you were uh, a day ago. <laughs> well, even like four or three hours ago, like, yeah, it, it's very, very tight. It's like a, it's like a two lane highway and I'm yeah very close to traffic. Now, you just said, people don't get this. You know, I've done some endurance races, nowhere near you, but you said you're getting stronger. And that's totally contradictory to what most people think. You know, the moment they get tired in an event or something, they mentally probably quit, or many people do, right? Because they don't understand. They haven't done it long enough to realize that you can actually get through and be stronger. So so talk about that a little. I mean, it's so counterintuitive to most people. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's like anything. The more you do it, the more your body gets used to it. So usually uh, the people that I've talked to that have done this kind of transcontinental running, say the first two or three weeks really is when you kind of experience all the aches and pains and then your body realizes you're not going to quit. And then it's like, okay, fine. You know, we're going to try to become as efficient as possible. And then you just kind of turn into like a, some people call it like a road hog or like a monster or you just, start being able to run faster and stronger and but you have to get there and so a lot of people you know gets it, it, you get torn down it's just like anything when you're building muscle or endurance like you know, there's a a tear down phase 
but if you can recover each night and then you eventually start to get stronger and stronger and so i'm just trying to make sure i get through the first couple weeks and then be able to reap those benefits and keep going and, and continue to do the miles i need to do each day That's so and hopefully it'll be easier and easier as i go incredible and that people like that that minute what you just gave is like so powerful to so many people who have no idea what they can get through and, and come out stronger on the other side and give us your mental challenges though. So, you know, you are one of the strongest mentally, uh, that I know as far as all this goes and talk about the mental, I'm sure you still have those issues, the challenges. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, there's a lot of hardship. I mean, it's hard to be away from your family and friends. It's hard to be away from, I still work like a job. So like, it's hard to be away from work. It's, uh, each day it's, it's hard to stay motivated when you know you, you're, I've been running for four hours and 23 minutes and I still have eight hours to run. <laughs> like, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a thing, but I'm also looking at it as each day is like an adventure and I get to have 64, 65 adventures. And so I think it's really how you frame it, right? Like, I don't know what's going to be around the next corner, but I want to find out. And, you know, if I start feeling down or whatnot, you can choose to feel however you want. And so I'm excited about just the opportunity to see more of the country and to see it under my own power. It's that's highly motivating for me. It's incredible. And when, um, I know your story, but tell people when was there a moment, Michael, in your youth? I know you started pretty much in college or just after uh, getting serious about it. But when did you realize, hey, I'm, I'm probably kind of good at this? <laughs> I know it's a weird question, um, but was there a moment? Um, well, I'd say I decided I wanted to run the Boston Marathon and didn't know that that was actually like a dream of most people. And so um, just decided that was going to be my first marathon. And then it was actually, you have to qualify for the Boston marathon. And so I ran Marine Corps first and aimed to qualify and did. And then I was like, Oh, you know, that's kind of good. But then I decided, Oh, if you run sub three hours, that means you're a good runner. I had heard that or read that in like runner's world or something. And so I thought, okay, I'll do that. So right after I ran, Boston in 1997, I think I, uh, went to the local running store and was like, Hey, the Pacers, you know, I'm, uh, which is funny because they're actually still supporting this run. I'm still, still, still working with like people that started with me, you know, I don't know, 20 some years ago or whatever, It's amazing. 25 years ago. But, uh, I was like, Oh, I'm a good runner. And they were like, yeah, yeah, you're not a good runner, but <laughs> you can come, you can, I mean, not that 254 isn't good, but they're like, you know, you're not good enough to be on our team. And so I decided to try to make their team. And within like six months I was on the team, but I still didn't think I was, I still wasn't a hundred percent sure if I was a good runner. I'd say the first time I thought I was probably like really substantial was when I qualified for my first Olympic trials in, um, 2004. That's when I was like, Oh, I'm a, I'm a good runner. Before that, I was like, I'm good at like endurance events. Cause I did really well at like the marathon to sob and 
uh, a race in India called the Himalayan hundred mile stage race. Like I was like, oh, I'm, I'm good at these like kind of long things, but I feel like when I qualified for the Olympic trials, the first time was when I was like, oh, I'm a, I'm a pretty good runner. So you and said then, your bar set a pretty high, Michael. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, explain to people what the Marathon de Sable is. It's it's the stage race, and tell them tell them what it encompasses. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. So Marathon de Sable is a seven day stage race across the Sahara Desert, where you're right. required to carry all your own gear, and so like sleeping bag, flare, snake bite kit, and all your food for a week. And then they give you nine liters of water a day, but you have like a punch card. So if you don't take it, then you don't get it back. So like if they offer you a bottle at an aid station and you don't take it, you don't get it later. And you run 250 kilometers or about 150 miles across the Sahara Desert in Morocco. So, <laughs> but but that didn't. It wasn't yeah. until you you got to the Olympic trials that you said, "Now I'm good." <laughs> it wasn't. It yeah. Wasn't. <laughs> well, I mean, I was like, I th- I was like, I'm pretty good at like the longer stuff. Right. But, yeah, I'd say like to feel like you're. I don't know. I I feel like I don't know why. That's why it what? made me feel like that. But I was also like a pro before that, I guess. So. Right. And what's the cutoff? Was it two twenty one sub two twenty one? Uh, at that time it was 221 yeah and then, and then i kept qualifying and then some people say they kept dropping the time because i kept qualifying so then they moved it down to 219 and i think it might be 217 now or maybe it's back at 219 wow. so i qualified in 2004 8 and 12 so my pr in the marathon's 217 oh my gosh you have so many accomplishments and achievements, Michael, that I talked about in the intro. One of my favorites, though, I want you to just, well, there's two. But what is the uh, the pushing your son in the stroller? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tell people about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I So I also do some Guinness World Records, and I set a world record that's since been beaten, and it's been beaten pretty handily by my friend, Caleb Nuff. Um, but... I ran 242 pushing <laughs> my son Pierce in a jog stroller and set a world record in 2007, I think. It's funny now, Pierce is just about to drive, so it just blows me away. <laughs> yeah, you're not pushing him in the, uh, the, you know, the Ironman jogging stroller anytime soon. No, no, no. <laughs> pretty, he's, he just ran regional track meet. Like, he just did hurdles at regionals for our school. So, yeah. He's got it's the genetics. Crazy how time flies. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's that's amazing. I mean, I, I did a four on the fourth with my son once, and I made him get out and walk the hill. I was like, you know what? <laughs> I, I don't have this. Those mothers are, are, are pretty darn strong. Um, oh, my yeah. gosh. Incredible. Um, and tell people a little bit more about World Vision. Yeah, so World Vision is a charity. Um, they actually do a lot of different things. Um I work with them professionally. I'm, a, I'm an international ship broker. And so they do direct feeding programs on top of uh, clean water projects. Um, they have a lot of different things. But the thing that this run is for is for the clean water aspect. And what's really impactful about clean water is that it can change the lives of so many people. And it's a long-term thing. So if you build a well in a in a village or a township, you change like not just the lives of 
the immediate people, but also the people around there. You improve the infrastructure. You change the lives of many of the children, because uh, a lot of times they're the ones who are sent to get the water. And a lot of times those kids are carrying like a, I don't know if you know what, like a jerry can. So sure. it's like, you know, five, five, five gallons, or it's usually liters, I think, like a five liter jerry can up to six kilometers. So, you know, four miles or so, um, they're going back and forth and they're, you know, spending that time when they could be doing other stuff like going to school. So yeah, it, it, it can really make a big difference. That's incredible. And you, um, you, are you still working full time for as the ship broker that people need to realize? Yeah, <laughs> yes, I, I, I am still working full time. I'm lucky the team at work, uh, Keith and Mark, are doing a great job covering me while I get to run around and, uh, <laughs> and, and you know, be out here doing this. But yeah, it's, it's really incredible. I feel super fortunate that, that I'm able to, you know, still have uh, the ability to work and, and the opportunity to do these things too. I just want people to say or to realize, Michael, that when the number one reason for not exercising is a lack of time, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, thanks to COVID yeah. and working remotely and you're running across the United States, granted, you know, your, your employer is understanding, but we all have time, right? We can all do yeah. so much more, right? Well, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, everyone's got a unique situation, but you know, there are, there are ways where you can be efficient. I do have a saying, it's like invisible training, but you know, can you find a way to commute to work or uh, go during your lunch break where, you know, no one's going to miss you. Um, so yeah, if you can find ways to be efficient, you can decide what you want to do and, and then figure out how to train to get it done. It plays into my most recent book, Michael, is the micro workout plan. And I talk about, yeah, you can go to the gym, but it's about what you do throughout the day, as you're saying, like sneaking the workouts in, right? All right. That scared yes, exactly. me. That sounded too close. <laughs> that sounded way oh, too yeah, close. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, I, like every time you take a call, do five pushups, you know, or every time you walk out of your, you walk out of your office to the bathroom, do five pushups or, you know, uh, side planks or, um, you know, jumping jacks or burpees. I mean, you do 50 burpees a day, you're going to be pretty fit. Right. And that's one thing as we wrap this up, because I don't want to, you're giving us so much time. Um, you do strength training. I, Dude, I've, all, I've got yeah. 12 hours. So, <laughs> uh, like, yeah, don't, don't feel bad. Like, as long as I have service, I'm happy to chat. <laughs> right. I just, I'm worried you're going to, like, the car's going to come too close. So, uh, oh, yeah, don't worry. <laughs> talk about strength training real quick because you do it and many runners don't. And I see you, you know, posting videos. And for someone who is at your level, many don't and many at lower levels. So just talk about your strength training kind of routine and protocol. Oh, man, I love it. Yeah. During COVID, I got into CrossFit with my friend Tom Merhofer and he and I do five days of cross crossfitty type stuff. I wouldn't say it's a hundred percent CrossFit because it's not everything that way, but it's kind of that focused. And then I work two days a week with a guy named Jesse Fuller, who's a personal trainer, physical therapist. And so he's the one who makes me do all the stuff that you really should do, but you don't really want to do like walking on your toes and, inchworms and dead bugs and planks and uh, bird dogs and all the little like, oh, let's see 
how strong you are. Just stand on one leg for a second. And you're like, Oh my God, I can't barely hold myself up. You know? <laughs> right. So, um, all, yeah, I feel like that stuff has been so instrumental in me being able to run as well as I have so far and staying healthy. And actually it's kind of cool. You caught me on a day where this is the longest I've ever run continuously. Cause I just went by the amount of days that it took me to cross Israel and I'm just about to cross the amount of miles that I did. So oh my man, that's pretty, yeah. So this is kind of a seminal day for me and <laughs> something, something I, I was really excited about because, you know, this is all new territory for me now. Which is crazy given uh, all that you've done. So I feel honored and, uh, you know, thank you so much for sharing it. And uh, I love, I pulled a, cu- a couple lines of yours, but one I love that I think is perfect to kind of start to wrap it up with is you say, you said, I think you have to set pretty audacious and big goals, right? And that it keeps you passionate. So talk about people, again, just who have that limited thinking, Michael, that they can't, they can't accomplish things that we both know if they put their mind to it, they can, right? So just talk about setting those goals and how they should scare you and, and you know, that there is no failure. Yeah, well, and that's what I think is cool about it is like, okay, so it's almost like the Japanese style of marathon training, I don't know if you know this or not, but they'll be like, I'm a 209 marathon runner for 10 miles. And then three weeks later, it's for 13 miles and then 16 miles. And it's kind of like that when you set these big goals, even if you come short, you're like, okay, maybe I didn't make it the full, you know, 5k, but I made it, you know, 3k. And then the next time you make it 4k. And so it's incremental progress. And I think, you know, the big goals for me, it might be running across the country, but for somebody else, it could be, I just want to start running three days a week. Or I just talked to my friend yesterday and uh, Courtney in Singapore, which was awesome. And she was saying she wants to start lifting more because she saw me doing the strength training. So, you know, she started to lift like three days a week and like, it can be whatever it is for you. But I think if it doesn't scare you, then it's going to be something where you you aren't that interested in pursuing it because if it's too easy, then you'll just be like, I can do that anytime. And if it's too hard, you're going to get discouraged. So um, it's got to be kind of in the, the sweet spot. But I think if you can kind of figure it out, it'll be a really good way to drive yourself to where you want to go. And if you don't make it, maybe the next time you will, or it'll put you on the path and you can see what you did wrong and then tweak it. And then you get there. It's just like anything. Right. But if you don't have goals and you don't say them and you don't put them out there, then, then it's not going to actually ever happen. Or at least that's how it works for me. Right. 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 I love that. You know, it's the, it's the short term. I call it excessive moderation, Michael. It's, you know, it's being consistent, consistency of the small stuff, shooting for the big stuff find something, you know, it's going to take you time to figure out what motivates you. You don't have to run, but you got to figure out what you enjoy. I always say if, if you're looking for the shortest amount of time to exercise, you haven't found the exercise you like, right? If someone told you or me, you could only run for eight minutes a day, we'd go, no, like we're fighting, right? (laughs) So you just got to find it. Right. But if you only had eight minutes, I would say do eight minutes of burpees and you will be ready to be done. Right. You will be right. You, you will be like, well, cause I was on a boat in the Galapagos with our family right before this trip. And it was hard to, you couldn't run on the boat. And 
it was hard to run. And so I was just doing like a hundred burpees every morning and took about eight minutes and I was pretty much ready to be done. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I hate burpees, by the way. <laughs> I hate them yeah. for that reason. They're, they're really uh, hard. They're amazing, dude. <laughs> they are. They're so, they're, they're so good. I've made many people I, do them in my videos. I just sit back and coach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But let, they're, they're, they're so, like, really, I mean, they're so good. Do burpees, push ups, and sit ups, like, you're pretty much going. And if you can find somewhere to do some pull ups, Oh, yeah. I mean, you're good. Oh, my. So that's how I started. You know, when I was 14, uh, Herschel Walker, I think I'm a couple years older than you, but Sports Illustrated, he said he did 300 push ups. He used to carry right? around. He used to carry around water jugs, too. Yes. Like milk jugs, right? Yes. 300 push ups, 300 sit ups. Uh, yes. Yeah. But it was just the basics, right? And, you know, obviously good genetics as well. But to your point, it's like it's the minutes, it's going hard when you have a short amount of time. And if you have, you know, two months, run across the United States. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> uh, let's yeah. finish with this story because I love this. Tell So uh, the quarantine back here at Ultra, uh, COVID hit, you needed something to do. You did the, uh, and I kind of explained this in the intro, it's 4.1 miles every hour on the hour. About halfway through, and you're doing it in your neighborhood, you, you decided you'd had enough, right? You were like, I, I, I think I'm done. And then what happened? Uh, well... Yeah, so it's 4.1667, so <laughs> exactly. a little bit more. <laughs> right. uh, and so basically, I, I don't know if your audience is familiar, but basically every 24 hours you go 100 miles. So that's kind of the premise. Right. And then every hour on the hour, you have to start. So you, if you do it in 30 minutes, you have 30 minutes to rest. If you do it in 59 minutes, you have one minute to rest and eat and whatever. And once you leave for the loop, you're not allowed to have any aid or support. So, um, yeah, so around up to that point, I had the longest I had run continuously was about 300 kilometers, which is about 184 miles or so. And so I think it was the middle of the second night because um, we were coming up on 200 miles. I had gone past 300 kilometers and I was just feeling really bad. My stomach wasn't feeling great. And I was just like down and um, I was just, I was doing a, a 0.4 mile loop around my neighborhood. So basically like a, a block right. and I'd been running it for two and a half days, you know, and I was just like, everyone's like asleep right now. Uh, my wife had just left or something and my friend Tom had come to like take over the aid station, uh, even though I couldn't really take any food or whatever. Uh, and then I yeah, decided I was going to, I started and I just was feeling bad and I decided oh, I'm going to quit. And uh, so I'm walking back to the aid station and I was like, yeah, I've made people stay out here long enough. And my I, my, I got back and my wife, Jennifer, who's a huge supporter, she's, you know, been with me from the very beginning. She was like, do you feel sick? And I'm like, no. And she, she goes, are you hurt? And I'm like, nope. She's like, I'm like, I, I, I'm just done though. I don't want to go on anymore. And she goes, that's not a good enough excuse. <laughs> and, and, I go, and, and I was like, you're right. That's just not a good enough excuse. 
<laughs> so I kept going and then was able to do like an extra like 90, 80 miles or so and ended up winning the race. So, you know, sometimes you need that uh, tough love. I, and I felt great I, I, from that point on. I, I just never felt bad. And, and you did 262.5, is that correct? 63 laps, uh, yep, right? 63 hours. Yep. <laughs> so we married yep. the same woman, the same type of woman, Michael. I'll leave you. I, I love this as a perfect way to kind of tie it all up. Uh, I've done Aaron, uh, Ironmans all over the world. One of my first ones, Florida. I was hitting, you know, the goal was to qualify for Hawaii. Long story short, now and back. I, I, I'm hitting the times, but I'm not feeling good either. I get to my wife at the 13.1 mile point of the run and I say, listen, it's not going to happen today. And she screams at me, you go, turn around, shut up, just suck it up and go. And I ran my fastest half I'd ever run. Right. So nice. Yeah. So we like, listen, I didn't run 180 and then 90 more, but the point is we always have more and it's, it's so mental. Obviously you got to have the physical part too, but people have to realize how much they can do. Michael, I can't thank you enough. And can we check in? Can I check in with you again in a couple weeks? See where you are? Oh, yeah, sure, man. Anytime you guys want. That would be great. Oh, my gosh. I cannot thank you enough. Congrats on, so what you just officially, this is the the most days? Yeah, this is the most days. And I think I'm close to the most miles I've ever run. So, yeah. You sound darn good, Michael. <laughs> yeah. Sound... yeah, I feel I'm feeling really good. So, oh my yeah, God, so far, so good. Have an awesome day. I'm going to be following you. I'm going to share everything. People are going to donate and we're going to check in with you again and uh, have an awesome uh, couple weeks and, uh, and we'll speak to you soon. All right. Sounds great. Thank you, I'm Michael. Even, like Kansas or somewhere. <laughs> you let me know. Reach out. Let me know when you're, you know, when you feel like uh, yeah. you need a little someone to talk to for, for 40 some odd minutes. Thank you, Michael. Have an awesome day, and we'll speak soon. All right. Thank you. Have a great one. Bye-bye. And we will be back after this short break. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 
With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Ibera Star Hotels and Resorts and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. And we are back. I, I, I love my job. I love it. I say it frequently because I'm that passionate about it. To talk to people like Michael Wardian, how lucky are we? How lucky am I to have this forum, this platform, and to bring it to you and to have that conversation? Like, I feel... I don't even know what the feeling is right now, it's, but it's good. It's a positive thing. Like, I, it's like a workout. It's like, it's like I ran, we ran a marathon together. Like, we are all better and stronger for listening to Michael. Like, I'm, I'm keeping this short because there's no way I can better what we just listened to for the past 30 some odd minutes. And that's what you get when you have someone who has just pushed through. Are you going to run across the United States? No. Are you going to run it all? Maybe not. Are you going to, you know, suffer setbacks? Are you going to have obstacles in your life? Are you going to feel poorly mentally and physically? Yeah. And that, I looked right at my recording equipment at 15 minutes when he started talking about, when I asked the question about the obstacles he encountered. That 60 seconds blew me away, gave me chills. This is why I only bring you the best of the best. We don't have time. <laughs> we don't have time. And I got to say this. I know a lot of ultra people. I know a lot of Ironman, a lot of endurance athletes. They're not all like Michael Wardian. Most aren't. He is truly unique. What do I mean by that? Well, most people who are, you know, drawn to running ridiculously long distances, not always the most social and that's fine like i believe that you know you do that because you need to but then there's those who have reached a level of just living that is incredible how many times did i say incredible i kept saying it after and i'm very conscious of <laughs> the words i use but i couldn't not all right enough we're going to check in with him again I wanted to stay on. How many times do I also say during interviews that I wish I could have stayed on for four more hours? And that's because it's the best of the best. When you have access to people who are going to make you better, you are a better person for li listening to that. I'm a better person, way better for interacting with Michael Wardian. And I, and I feel so honored that he took the time and that we listened to him, to him, someone who's done what he has accomplished, accomplished something new for him. Oh my gosh. <sighs> Incredible. If you want to reach out, Tom H. Fit is Instagram and Twitter, Tom H. Fit. Direct message, questions, comments. If you can, donate. I'm going to, as soon as I finish recording here, follow him to be inspired. Michael Wardian. See the links and how to spell his name and all that stuff in the notes. If you want to reach out through email, fitnessdisrupted.com. 
email me through the site. I'm just, <laughs> uh, I feel really good. Like this is, this is all about collecting experiences and that experience interacting with Michael Wardian. This is what we do. Make us better. Put things into perspective. Teach us what we can do. What we have control over. That's an extreme. I get it. Not asking you to do remotely what Michael Wardian does, but you need to learn from it and take ownership of the fact that we control three things. How much we move, what we put into our mouths, and our state of mind, our attitude. And as Michael put in a way I've never heard before, the control over the mind is everything. We see those memes about if you believe it, you can achieve all that stuff. But you need to hear people who actually live it. And you just did. Thank you, Michael Wardian. And enjoy the rest of your run. Stay safe. Those trucks going by were freaking me out. I am Tom Holland. This is Fitness Disrupted. Believe in yourself. Fitness Disrupted is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to reu hotels and resorts and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com.